Hi there, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast. And today I'm continuing on with what I was uh, doing prior to last week's session, which I spoke about the coronavirus. And what I'm talking about is the fruits of the Spirit. And today I want to look at the fruit of kindness. Now, the next of these fruits of the Spirit, kindness, we look at as we grow and mature in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, we are transformed into his image. Kindness comes because we know that we are weak and our fellow man is beset with weaknesses too. We learn patience and understanding for others, as this is all part of the love of God. And kindness is also strongly linked with grace, which we'll see in a moment. So these are the things that we're going to look at in today's session. So objectives for today is to understand what kindness is. Uh, Secondly, to see the link between kindness and grace and the love of God. And thirdly, to learn to be kind to everyone around us. So the first scripture that I want to have a look at is in Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm reading verses 4 to 8. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up in him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Now what we see in these few scriptures, we see there is this link between kindness and grace. And we see that God is rich in mercy because he loved us. And as part of that love, he said, even though we were dead through our trespasses, even though we were sinners, he made us alive together with Christ. And he said, by grace you've been saved. He set us free from our sins by his grace, by the grace of God. And he raised us up with Christ so that we could sit with Christ in the heavenly places, in the spirit. So in the spirit now, we are actually seated at the right hand of the Father with Christ Jesus. And he did this so that in the future, when the Lord returns, he can show us the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness. And it's in his kindness. And this is really what part of grace is, because grace is the is the undeserved kindness of God towards people who believe in Jesus Christ. It's undeserved because there's nothing we can do to deserve it. And it's kindness because he's been kind to us. And we see there that uh, statement in verse 8 where it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. And this is the, you know, the incredible extent of the kindness that the Lord has shown for us in that in his kindness, in his grace, he has given us the ability to be saved. He has given us salvation when we believe. The next scripture I want to go over into uh, now is to have a look in Romans chapter 11. And I'm reading from verses 19 down to 23. You will say, branches were broken off so that I may be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. But you stand fast only through faith. So do not become proud, but stand in awe. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Note then the kindness and the severity of God Severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. And even the others, if they do not persist in their unbelief, will be grafted in, for God has the power to graft them in again. Now, here is a great example of the kindness of God. He's talking here about about the difference between the children of Israel, the Israelites, the Jews, and 
the Gentiles. And he's saying that Gentiles did not receive originally the promises of God because all of the promises of God under the Old Testament were given to the Jews or given to the Israelites, I should say, because the Jews is only part of the, uh, of the uh, Israelite nation. But anyway, all of the promises were given to the Israelites. But we Gentiles, we were like wild olive branches that uh, are grafted in to the main tree the cultivated olive branches. And that's who the Jews are represented in this particular uh, discussion that Paul was having. Now we see here that he's saying in verse 19, you will say branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. And that's true. The Jews rejected Christ. And so they were broken off. The Jews rejected Christ. But the Gentiles came along and the promise of salvation by faith, righteousness by faith, was given to the Gentiles so that they could be grafted in to the kingdom of God, and they could become part of his spiritual kingdom of Israel. So they were cut off so that we could be put in. And that, as he says in verse 20, that is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. So why were they rejected? Why were they broken off? Because they didn't have faith. They didn't have faith. But you stand fast only through faith, and so we do. We know that the only way we can come and stand before the Father and stand in Christ Jesus is by faith. So we should not be proud. We should not be proud. We should stand in awe. Because if God did not spare the natural branches, then he won't spare us. If he didn't spare the Israelites because of their lack of faith, then he's not going to spare the Gentiles because of their lack of faith either. And he won't spare us if we lack faith. It's important that we have faith. So then we look at this and we see, note then, the kindness and the severity of God. Severity towards those who have fallen but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. So this is what we see. He is severe towards those who lack faith, to those who reject the faith, to those who reject Jesus Christ. To those people, he is severe. But to those who come to him in faith, they come to Jesus Christ in faith, then he shows us his kindness, his grace. He shows us these things so that we can live and so that we can grow and so that we can come into the kingdom of God. And he's saying there, even the others, even the ones who were rejected, if they do not persist in their unbelief, then they can be brought back. They can be grafted back in because God has the power to graft them in. I mean, let's face it, God can do anything, and we know that for certain. Okay, so the next scripture I want to have a look at is over in Romans chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 3 and 4. Do you suppose, O oh man, that when you judge those who do such things and yet do them yourself, you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume upon the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? Do you not know that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Now, this is important for us as Christians because this kindness and this grace of God is not meant to lead us to other things. It's meant to lead us to repentance. God has given us grace not so that we can do whatever we like, but so that we will repent and come to him. Because in his grace, what he's done is he's given us the gift of righteousness by faith. He's given us freedom from sin. He's given us freedom from the law. Now, if you think about those things, if you've been set free from the law, then you could say to yourself, well, I can go out and do whatever I like. But that's not why he gave us the freedom. And we could say that if we've been set free from our sin, then we could say, well, it doesn't matter if I sin, I can do whatever I like. And some people do say that, believe it or not. 
But that's not what the Lord's saying. He's saying, I have given you these things. I have declared you righteous. This is righteousness by faith. I've declared you righteous so that you can be in the position where I am prepared to help you. This is why the Lord set us free. He set us free so that God would be prepared to help us. Because the thing that stands between man and God is sin. You know, no one who sins has ever seen God or can ever come into his presence. So he took away our sins so that we could come into his presence so that he would be prepared to help us. And this was all done through grace. And his grace is filled with kindness towards us. And so this is why we do it. And the whole point of the kindness that he has given, the whole point of it is so that we would repent and so that we would come to the fullness of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the next scripture, we see the link between kindness and God's love. And it's over in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, reading verse 4, where it says, Love is patient and kind. Now, I think almost every Christian knows these particular words. Love is patient and kind. And so we know that if we're looking at what is God's love, and this is the love that we have to emulate as we grow into Jesus Christ, then one of the things we need to do as we grow into this love is to be kind. God has given us many things in his grace and in his kindness. And so we have to learn as we grow in Jesus Christ and as we learn how to love as Jesus loves and as God loves, we have to learn this way of kindness as well. The next scripture I'm going to look at is in uh, Luke chapter 6, and I'm reading from verse 32 down to 36. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish. Be merciful even as your father is merciful. Now, as we saw back in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, love is patient and kind. And this is what we're seeing here. We're seeing examples or an expansion of, of that concept of the kindness in love. And so he's saying, if you love those who love you, then what credit is that to you? Well, I mean, it's easy to love someone who loves you. But can you love someone who hates you? Is it possible to love your enemies? Because that's what we're being told we need to be able to do as Christians. And yes, we can love our enemies. How can we love our enemies? Well, we can love them by being kind to them. We don't have to go and give them hugs and kisses and all of that sort of stuff, but we can be kind. We can be not vengeful against them when they do the wrong thing against us. And we can pray for them that they will see the error of their ways and they'll come to see the Lord Jesus Christ. These are methods by which we can be kind to our enemies. And as he says there, love your enemies, verse 35, love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you'll be sons of the most high. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish. God is kind to all of mankind. He gives his rains, he gives his sunlight, he gives food, he grows crops for all of mankind. He does these things and he could stop them in an instant if he wanted to. But he does all of these things because of his grace, because of his love for his people, and because he is a kind God. So we need to learn how to do 
exactly the same things. We need to learn how to be like God. Okay, so going on from there, the next scripture is in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and I'm reading from verse 3 down to 7. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, tumults, labours, watching, hunger. I'll just stop there for a moment. Because we see all of these afflictions, all of these tribulations that we go through and we will go through as Christians. We see all of these things, beatings, imprisonments, tumults, labours. I mean, these are some of the things that Paul went through. And I expect that at some stage we might have to go through these things too. And some Christians are already going through these things. And we know of Christians, uh, we've seen in the news of Christians who have been executed just purely because they were Christians. So we need to understand these things. But the question, or the important thing that we see, comes in the next verses, where he says how we overcome all of these things. How do we overcome our beatings, imprisonments, tumults, labours, watching, hunger, and so on? And he says in verse 6, by, so that's the key word, by, this is how we overcome it. We overcome it by purity, knowledge, forbearance, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. So there's a whole arsenal of weapons, uh, of attitudes, of behaviours that we can bring to bear to overcome when these things come against us. When we, when we go through these afflictions or these hardships or calamities, we can bring all of these things to bear to get us through these things, to help us to endure. And one of those things is kindness. Because if we're being oppressed by someone else, we need to remember to be kind to them. I mean, the thing is, an oppressor will oppress you. But if you are unkind to them, if you stand up and you argue with them and you fight them or hit them or whatever, then they're going to hit back. But if you are kind, if they see in you a kind spirit, then there's a potential that they won't be as harsh with you as what they would have been otherwise. So we have to learn to be kind. And I mean, we have to learn to be kind anyway because we are being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And it's the way of God to be kind. So we're going to go through these things, but we have to be kind as we go through these things because the promise of God is that there will be a great reward for those who live in accordance with the will of God. The next scripture I'm looking at is in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, reading two verses, 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and slander be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So here we see again these attitudes. We have to put away all of those negatives, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour, slander. And most of these ones, in fact, all of these ones are issues that we would have against another person. They are negatives in terms of the relationships that we have with people. And we cannot have these things in our life. We cannot be bitter about someone. We cannot be wrathful and angry. And we cannot have clamour and slander and malice with another person. We have to put all of these things away, push them away. And we can do this by kindness. We have to be, as it says in verse 32, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And I should add there, it's hard enough to do these things with the people of the world. 
But we have to learn how to do that. And we also have to do this with the people of the Lord, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And sometimes the ones who are closest to us rub us up the wrong way. And we have to make sure that we don't feel these attitudes or let these attitudes take hold of us to do wrong or to do evil against them. But in kindness, we have to forgive, we have to be tender-hearted, and we have to work with them, and we have to be as Christ was, be led by the Holy Spirit. The last scripture I want to just quickly have a look at now is over in the book of Titus, and I'm reading Titus chapter 3, verses 3 to 7. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by men and hating one another. Now, I'll stop there just for a moment. We see there in that first verse, this is a great example of who we were before we came to Christ. This is us. This is all of us. We all hated. We're all being hated. We're all disobedient. We're all foolish. We were all slaves to various passions and pleasures. And these are the passions, the lusts, the desires of the flesh that we uh, let run wild in our lives before we came to Christ. But then we see in verse 4, he says, but when the goodness and the loving kindness, and this is grace, when he's grace, when the goodness and the loving kindness of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us, not because of deeds done by us in righteousness. I mean, let's face it, none of us were particularly righteous. So it was not by deeds done by us in righteousness, but in virtue of his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Holy Spirit, which he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Saviour, so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life. And we see here, his kindness was right through every part of these things that he did for us. And it was like this because it was his grace, through his grace, that we are saved, that we came to Jesus Christ and we receive the hope that we have. So a couple of things just to think about. Can you see now that kindness is linked to both grace and to love? And secondly, do you understand that as God has shown us kindness in his grace, we must do the same with others. Spend a moment in prayer just to ask the Lord to help you better understand his kindness and grace and how you can show kindness to those around you, whether they are friends, family, or whether they are your enemies, people who oppose you. So that's it for this session. In the next session, we will look at the next of the fruits of the Spirit, which is all about goodness. Goodness is similar in many ways to kindness, but it's more of an overall attitude that we develop as we grow in Christ. So until next week, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off and wishing you a safe, healthy and blessed week ahead. And I hope you'll join me again next week. God bless you.